Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Walk Show podcast. This is your host, Walker Near. On today's show, we're joined by Stacy Johnson, who's the owner of IamStacy.com. Stacy is actually a life coach uh, who really just wants to, to work with individuals and, and help them uh, live better lives and, and kind of recognize their potential, whether that be, you know, in a professional endeavor or, or just having a, a more enjoyable, you know, social and, and personal life. Uh, really enjoyed having a conversation with Stacy. She's a, a really fascinating gal and is really out there helping a lot of people. Uh, as always, big thanks to Misha Zarens who provided all the music for today's episode. Enjoy the show. Show podcast, Stacy Johnson. Thank you so much for joining. How you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, kind of as I was talking about in the intro a little bit, um, Stacy is a life coach and is the owner of IamStacy.com. And uh, you know, obviously, on the Walk Show recently, we've had some episodes that have kind of been you know centered around personal development and that sort of thing. And uh, Stacy and I have known each other for several years now, and, and she was talking with me about it and, and shared her business with me. And so I thought she'd be a great person to, to bring on. So, um, so yeah, why don't you tell us about what I am is all about? My mission is to help beings reach their full potential by seeing each person as a whole person. So I look at people from a mind, body, spirit perspective and by doing that, I help people with various things in their lives. Uh, people come to me for anxiety, self-worth, confidence issues, um, any type of limiting beliefs. Uh, mm-hmm. Or sometimes they just don't know. They're just like, you know, I, you know, life's pretty good, but, you know, I know there's just something more. Or right. you're like, you know, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. My parents put me on this path. <laughs> Right. So we, we kind of dive into those things. And so like my mission is to help people honestly to live their most fulfilled, abundant life with passion. Just go for it. Life is meant to be lived. So yeah. Go big. Yeah. Well, well, that is awesome. Um, I, you know, like I, like I said, you know, I, I've definitely been kind of diving into to some of that, that realm myself, just, just on my own recently. Uh, probably would serve me well to have someone who <laughs> has spent as much time as you have. I know somebody. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a contact for me. Um, so, so yeah. So I was I was looking at your website, IamStacy.com, which is a beautiful site, by the way. We were just talking before we started recording. Um, and and yeah, I I you've got you know different services available. Uh, you've got some testimonials out there. So so how long have you been been doing this? Full time as a business, I've opened the business back in March, but I've mm-hmm. been doing this a lot longer than that. Uh, I just finally decided maybe I should you know, make a business out of it and make money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I mean, I guess, you know, obviously, you know, like on your website, you talk about how you're dealing with, you know, and you just said to yourself, you know, mind, body, spirit. So, um, you know, you're kind of delving into to, to psychology to some extent and, and spirituality and, and then some elements of mysticism. So, um, 
is that something that that you've just kind of and I noticed that you use the word intuitive, which I like. Uh, I think intuition is something that is is undervalued. Um, is that something that that you've like, have you gone to school for any of those areas or if, if you had, you know, I, I guess just kind of what's your background that, that brought you to, to do the, to offer, you know, those services or to be confident to offer those services to, to other people? Well, like I said, I've been doing this for years. It seems like, uh, mm-hmm. just not on a more structured or methodical level. And, um, just kind of a little background, how I got here is I suffered from anxiety for years. I mean, almost debilitating at points. Mm-hmm. And I finally got my own coach, my own life coach. And I, you know, I know there's a stigma around that to a certain degree, but I think that's slowly starting to go by the wayside. I mean, if you think about the society we have now, we're so plugged in all the time. So how could we not have anxiety about everything? So, yeah. um, but I have not taken any medication or received anything like that for almost two years. Because awesome. of the help I receive and with, through my coach, um, we were discussing some of the things that I value, some things that I've been through and how I'd already been working with people. She's like, you really need to make this a business, Stacey. This is a natural progression for you. This mm-hmm. is, she's, I don't know why you're not doing it. And, you know, and that's where those doubts come in. I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I haven't finished my college degree yet. And, you know, I'm a student, I'm a student of psychology. Okay. Uh, that will be my bachelor's when I'm done. Uh, and I have a minor in business, but, and I'm, I have other certifications that I'm in the process of getting, but she's like, you don't have to have those. The fact that the life you have lived can tell stories to people and mm-hmm. those experiences can really help them feel like they're not alone. They're right. not the only one that's gone through this. And so it, in root, Respect to that, though, is like then, okay, that means I have to be a little vulnerable. I have to let people see that other side that's not so pretty. Right. But the grand perspective of that is if it helps that one person achieve the most beautiful life they ever could have imagined, that brings me absolute pure joy. I mean, it it could not be happier. So anytime a client gets all, they have that breakthrough, I just... I mean, in my heart just overflows with it. Yeah. You know, I think that's really cool. And I think, uh, I think you're absolutely right that, you know, anxiety is something that, that plagues, um, you know, certainly our society and probably, you know, other, (laughs) other countries throughout the world as well, but, but certainly the U S I have people very close to me that suffer from, from, I would say debilitating levels of anxiety. And um, yeah, it's something that, that's, uh, unfortunately, it's just a, it, it seems like it's just kind of a cycle. It's almost like a, a pattern that people get caught in and, and it's just, you know, it, it's so hard to, to dig yourself out of that. It's like quicksand or something, you know? Yeah. You get um, stuck in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I love that you'd said that you, you've been able to, to not have any medication, you know, certainly I don't, I don't mean to come across like I'm shaming people who would, take medication or something, you know, I, again, it's not like I'm a medical professional, so, um, I don't mean it that way, but I, I do think that, um, that the medications that are given for, for some of these conditions or some of these, these issues that people are trying to work through don't actually serve to really solve it as maybe as much kind of numb it. And, and maybe the numbing could help someone kind of kickstart or push off to get out of it. But as a final 
answer. I just, I don't know. I, I've just, I've not personally encountered anyone who suffers from, you know, anxiety or depression or those kind of things and is able to just been rely on, just rely on medication and not actually make any changes in their, their thoughts and behaviors and, and sort of things and, and actually get better. Um, That's absolutely so. true. I mean, the medication to me, I look at, it's like putting a bandaid on a broken arm. Right. And I, and there are people that I know are, are so much more worse than I ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and if they need that, that's fine. But it became kind of a, I felt like it, it was a crutch to a point. And I'm like, this is not what life is about. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have to rely on that. Um, and no matter what spiritual background you believe in or don't come, everybody, everything says you have that power inside of you. Okay. I mean, you, there's even scientific proof out there to show you that people have healed themselves mm-hmm. um, from polio. There's a guy, um, Dr. Erickson, Erickson, I'm going to say his name wrong. <laughs> he was a psychologist and he got polio as a kid. And through the use of his mind, he was actually, he's came out of being paralytic. Wow. And so if my mind is that powerful and those things are inside me, then why can't I? I mean, these are things that they're psychological and they can, they've turned into a chemical. So with the right amount of right coaching. And I don't think that, and this is not to say life coaching is the end all be all. I think a lot of times it can work very well in conjunction with your medical personnel, whether it's your psychologist, your uh, physician, whoever. I think these things can work very much hand in hand together to help that person create new patterns. You know, maybe they stay on their medication for a while, but for now they can, with a coach, they can learn new cognitive or behavioral patterns that they can change to start mm-hmm. helping them deal with that anxiety. Yeah, I'm reading a book right now called The Power of Habit. Have you ever come across that? No, I have not. It's I'm not through it yet, so I can't give a, a full review, but it, it it the the things that you're saying just resonate so much with with what I've been reading in that because it 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 starts out the first third of it or so, uh, and I'm probably about halfway through, but the first third of it or so talks about about habits on an individual level and about how, you know, the, the way habits work is you've basically got a cue and then an, an action that you take based on that cue, and then that action generates a result that you want. So, you know, for me, if I own Oreos, then a cue would be, <laughs> I want chocolate, and then I go eat an Oreo, and then I feel happy that I had the Oreo, except in the end, I don't actually feel happy. But <laughs> anyway, um, but just that, you know, that little kind of pattern where it's like, and it can be something as simple as that. Um, and, and so the book really talks about how to replace those um to instead of trying to to completely generate new habits you can also simply go and insert a new task in so now it's like oh well i want something that is going to make me feel good well if i decide instead of having an oreo to do that i'm going to have you know a healthier snack then i can replace the the eating of the oreo part of that habit loop and i still have the same cue where i'm triggered to go have a snack but I have a, I insert a different snack in there and now I still get that same reward of feeling satisfied that I had the snack or, you know, whatever in that example. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's interesting to, to me, how, how much people are actually just patterns and how, how hard, how easy it is, I should say, to get 
kind of bogged down or lost in the patterns and feel like you're just stuck when really, you know, you're not like you just got to you just got to find a way to shift those patterns or, or replace those patterns or, or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. Well, and to some degree, too, though, with that, some people, they don't understand why they have a pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, that pattern could have been established um, when you were a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think from the time you're born to about the age of seven, um, science has shown that that's when we're most impressionable. We kind of live in this um, translite or hypnotic state up till age of seven, and we absorb everything. We absorb our environment, our elders, our the entertainment, anything that's around us, and we take those on as true patterns and behaviors. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get older, you may not realize that's why you do that. You know, you may not realize that, man, that Oreo makes me feel really good because when I was four, I would have milk and Oreos at night with my grandma, and that makes me feel happy. Right. So you have yeah. to find that new thing. Okay, what really makes you happy? Was it the Oreos and milk, or was it that time with your grandmother? Right. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. Yeah. In the book, they give one of the examples they go over is a a, a lady who you know, was in her twenties. So she's an adult, but her whole life, you know, starting in early childhood, she had, she was chewing her fingernails and it was to such a degree that like, she just did it all of the time. Uh, it wasn't just kind of like a, a little problem. It was, it was pretty significant. I mean, she was chewing her fingernails multiple times a day um, and actually was having trouble finding you know, dates. And I mean, she could get a date, but then she couldn't get a second date because she's chewing her fingernails at the dinner table or, you know, all these <laughs> kind of bizarre patterns. Right. And, and it's exactly kind of what you're talking about. They, they, she worked with, with a, a professional that helped her kind of identify what it was. And it actually turned out that she just was getting bored and she had just established, a you know, again, as a child, this pattern of when she was bored, she would chew her fingernails and, and, and she was chewing them because she would see, you know, one was a little long or one was a little jagged or whatever. And so then she was getting this kind of like tactile feedback where she felt like she was engaged in something. And then when she was done, she accomplished something, even though really it was now detrimental to her. Um, and so it took a while for them to help kind of, kind of suss that out and identify where the, it originated from. But then once they did, they were able to help her replace that pattern. And within a month, she stopped chewing her fingernails and then was able to, you know, lead a, a happier life um, without that habit. So that definitely just, again, it kind of rings true with what you're talking about. And they don't have to be that, you know, to that degree either. I mean, it could just be the mm-hmm. one thing where you just tap your foot all the time or, you know, like most people have the fear of public speaking or the fear of flying, you know, the sweaty palms and the racing heart and you do all these things and, that that's where coaching can kind of help with those things. Those may not even have anything to do with relating back to anything when you're younger. It could just be something that you've developed over time. And that's sure. why coaching can help in so many areas. So there's some things where I think you need to have medical personnel in conjunction with coaching. And then there's some areas that you could probably do with just the coaching. Yeah. You know, I think that, I think that's a really good point because, you know, as I've kind of explored in these last several months, the, the personal development type stuff, um, which, you know, often is referred to as health, self-help, right? right. Um, and there's a stigma around self-help that it's, that it's all platitudes and it's, you know, it's not really a thing. And, and I, I'll be honest when I was, you know, 
in my 20s probably and I don't know exactly when the turning point was but I was I was pretty skeptical and had kind of a, a cynical view on the topic um, but I've come to realize it's because I was I was actually I was actually the one that was oversimplifying it like as much as this personal development stuff gets accused of oversimplifying things I was actually oversimplifying the role that these different things such as coaching or, or, or you know different again personal development stuff can have because to your point it's not it's not a one-size-fits-all you know what I mean and it's not it's not simply that if you do this one thing then now everything else is, is magically different you know right. um, and so it's it, it's it's absolutely something that can be used in conjunction with multiple things um, I begin like you said you know just a few minutes ago when we started talking it's mind, body, spirit, right? There's a whole, there's, there's multiple areas that need to be accounted for and, and kind of managed at all times. It's not just simply, you know, get up and, and, and go for a run and you'll never have anxiety or stress again in your life. gets out of balance the rest effect it's like um you know i've struggled with my weight you know off and on as an adult and but so when that gets out of control well then i start to suffer emotionally and which turns into physically and then mm -hmm. i pay less attention to my spirituality so then it all comes out of whack because well i didn't pay as much attention to my health as i should have and right. vice versa you, know, you don't pay attention to your spirituality well then you lose connection honestly to people because you've lost connection to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, you know, it, I think that sometimes it's unfortunate um, that we like, I wish I could find whoever's in charge of like inventing new words or something <laughs> because <laughs> I think that, that sometimes we actually just kind of lack comp complex enough language to, to, to be more accurate. And what I mean by that is like, you know, like the term spirituality that you're using, I think a lot of people, when they hear that word, they think that you either specifically mean God uh, in a traditional, you know, like Judeo-Christian kind of sense, or that you mean like, like you're a Buddhist or something, you know, and, and to be clear, I don't mean to be dismissive of either of those things. And it could be that, but it also can be exactly what you just said, just simply the connection with, with other people, you know, that it, the emotional kind of bonds that, that we have with people. Um and well, yeah. it is. I mean, it that because to me, spirituality. It's also it, it's an intimacy because you're intimate with yourself. That that inner knowing, that mm -hmm. inner intuition, and then in regards to that, then you go into and your various intimacy types. And when I'm saying intimate, I'm not certainly mean sexual, but you're sure. you those intimate type of relationships with people and how well you know them, how well you engage with them, and that all produces you know, these chemicals in our body that makes us happy, that gives us those feelings that, you know, that makes us feel connected, which right. is what religion, not religion, I don't really like that word. Uh, Cause to me that identifies something that's identified by a law or a structure or spirituality. Right. It can be anything. Like you said, it can be 
Judeo-Christianity, it can be Buddhism, or it can just be, you know what, I feel the most connected to whatever higher being, if there's one out there, source, universe, whatever you want to call it, when I'm standing in the middle of the river surrounded by trees. Right. You know, right. That is, there's a connection to nature. I mean, everything's of energy, everything. You know, they've actually, there's proof out there that trees talk to each other through the source of the ground. Did you know that? I, I, so not, not specifically, although, um, I'm a person who's been on this podcast before, uh, Crystal Hagee, who you, I think you also know, yeah. um, she actually had told me that she was reading a book that was like, I, I, like, I don't remember what it was called, but it was a book that was about that specifically about trees talking to each other. Um, and that sounded really interesting. And I actually heard another podcast once where a guy was talking about, about fungus and he was talking about how fungus actually has really complicated communication systems that we're not really that well-versed in. Um, but the fungus actually like controls entire ecosystems. So it's like, if there's, you know, a lot of animals in an area, then maybe it increases the fungus allows for there to be more vegetation in an area to sustain that. Right. Uh, and, and, and I don't know, just, ultimately kind of like controls the entire ecosystem of, of giant forests. And I had no idea that, <laughs> that there was anything like that going yeah, on. I mean, so. like one tree, if it starts to get a, uh, a disease, it will communicate mm -hmm. to the other trees what it's kind of going through. So those other trees can build up their own immune system so they huh. can survive. So almost like the one tree's sacrificing itself because it can't overcome it or whatever's going on with it. Uh, mm -hmm. But it lets the other trees know what's going. So to say, I mean, it's energy, and mm -hmm. we're all there. It's just matter are we gonna listen? <laughs> right, right. And back to your, you know, your self development. Mm -hmm. I think self development, self help books are phenomenal. But I think where coaching picks up is where that leaves off is, like you said, it's not one size fits all. You can read that book all day long. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many self help books I had before I finally got a coach. And what the coach did for me was she put that in perspective for me. Mm -hmm. And then what, you know, I'm reading along and I'm thinking I'm following everything, but she would also call me out on my bullshit. You know, we'd have our regular calls and I'd be like, well, you know, there's this, she's like, uh, -uh I'm calling you out on that. No, right. no better. Uh -uh. And it's nice to have that accountability in somebody that, you know, of course that's the type of coach I need. I want somebody to you know, say, Stacy, you're full of shit, right? <laughs> right. You know, it's like you you know, you know better. Where some people need a gentler touch. And so you just have to kind of gauge who your client is and how you're going to approach them. But then again, not every coach is for every client, and I'm a firm believer in that. Um, but they help you find those areas where you like you've read the book and you think you've applied it, but did you really? So they kind right. of help you question that, or they even kind of help fill in those gaps because when you I mean, how many times have you just talked to your friend or somebody in the next cube or whatever, and you're just kind of talking through an idea and then you're trying to get an answer and you think you're going to get the answer from them, but through conversation with them, mm -hmm. the answer came to you. Right. Yeah. All the time, all the time. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, as, as a kid, I was consistently in trouble in school, but I never was in trouble for like a, a serious infraction. It was always just, just talking. And so I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> part of the reason I started this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I like to gab, but, but, I, but, but to your point, because I find so much value in that, 
um, because of exactly what you're talking about. You just don't know, you don't know what, where a conversation might take you and what you might glean from it that, that maybe you didn't even anticipate. Um, and so in that, and again, that's really with friends and family. And so with a coach where there's more of a, a focus on certain topics or certain areas, you know, it would make sense that that would lend itself to, to being even, um, maybe a, a quicker result in, in getting, you know, well, the, and they're the, not going to be biased. You know, right. you talk to your mom, you know, and you're thinking about, Hey, you know, mom, I'm going to turn this podcast into a full-time business. I think I'm going to be a great success. I can do this and that. And your mom can be like, well, now Walker, you know, I think you're great at it. You have definitely the gift of gab, but did you think about, you know, and they start listing all these things and then mm-hmm. what they're doing, and it's not that they don't want you to succeed. It's not that they don't believe that you can succeed. But they're talking from their own fears of right. what if you fail? You know, they just and it's not that they believe you will even fail. They just love you so much. They don't want to see you hurt or disappointed. Mm-hmm. So they start putting in these little things. And, and our friends can do that, too. You know, or, you know, anybody that truly cares for. Us. So having that person isn't that emotionally invested. Give you those structured points and make ask you the thinking questions. So you think through, is it something do you really want to do? Do you not want to do? One of the things that I use with my clients is, um, you know, I ask them, I said, you know, when you have, when you're debating on, I have a client that she was trying to debate whether she wanted to leave her job or not. She's ready to go full time on her entrepreneurial business. And I'm like, okay, when you stop to think about that, really think about it. What is the first thing you feel in your body and where do you feel it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, well, you know, right in my gut, I just, I get all excited and I get happy and I'm just, I feel relieved. Oh, wow. And I'm like, then I think you got your answer. You know, right. me, if you were immediately kind of like get that cringe in your stomach and you're just like, oh, I just don't know. Then I would say now is not quite the time to do it. I'm not saying you should never do it. You say maybe like now is not the time to do it. You're not emotionally, physically, and mentally prepared to do this yet. Right. Yeah. Maybe some more preparation is needed. Um. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a ton of value in, in a coach. You know, I, I used to, um, I used to think again, you know, I've, <laughs> I've done a 180 on so many thoughts I used to have, which I guess is part of, you know, getting older and just learning you're and evolving, growing more. Walker, you're evolving. Yeah. <laughs> it's called evolution. Have I heard of it? <laughs> I'm the, I, uh, soon I will be a butterfly. Oh, um, you so will. <laughs> but, um, but no, like I, I used to be like, well, I don't understand why, you know, why someone would, would, would pay a coach or something for these things, because, you know, you, you can, you could get that from like, you know, I'll have a friend that that's going to be my accountability partner to go for a workout or something. Well, then over time, I've, I've done that on several occasions where I've had a friend that was going to be my, my partner for a workout where we're, we've agreed we're going to get up every morning and go, or um, we're going to do a competition where we both you know, uh, accomplish whatever task it is that we've agreed to. And then at the end of the week, we'll, we'll see who did better. And then the loser buys lunch or or something like that. Uh And, and that sounds great at the beginning when everyone's just talking about it as an idea. Well, you're amped up. Yeah. But then you get into the practice of it and I've had many people drop out and it's because they're not actually that into it, which is fine. I'm, you know, there's, I'm not, I don't resent them for it. But the value also of a coach, I mean, like you're talking about, you know, you get this kind of objective perspective, but you also get someone who is professionally doing it and they are being paid to do it. And the benefit of that is that they're going to hold you accountable because 
they actually have some skin in the game with you now. You know what I mean? Whereas, yeah, they're not just going to tell you what you want to hear. Right, right. They're going to say, okay, well, you don't have to go to the gym today. They're going to say, Walker, get your ass out of the bed, get to the gym, <laughs> right. and you're going to do X, Y, and Z, and I want to see you sweat. Let's get to it, you know? Right. And, and there's yep. something to be said, too. You know, there's some people like, well, you know, if you're bothering people, you know, why, why are you even charging for it? Okay. Do you now here's the thing. This is one of the reasons I started the business is when I was talking to my coach about it, she was like, so I felt bad. I even asked that question. I was like, well, you know, I don't feel bad. You know, I feel like I'm supposed to be helping people. Why would I you know, charge them for it? And she's like, this is why. How many times have you helped out a friend or someone? And then it just kind of, they kind of did it and they kind of didn't. But the ones that pay you, because now they're invested, they're mm-hmm. actually going to take action. And then they're going to feel like they actually get value from your time. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, not to go on a, some conversation about business or something, but I think that something that's lost on people often is that, you know, again, like you just said, you know, when you're buying and paying for a service, then now you're a little more invested in it. But, but again, you know, like I, I have another podcast, it's a, a video game podcast and I, I host it through a different platform than the walk show. And on that other podcast, they actually, the other platform offers to, uh, on their own, go and negotiate advertisements for you. And then they split that 60, 40, I get 60, they get 40 from the ad revenue. Well, I I've explained that deal to people before and they've been like, Oh, why would you want to give them, you know, why would they take such a cut? And it's like, well, I have very little interest, at least at this point in time in trying to figure out and negotiate and chase down advertising. And the fact that they're taking a, a, a chunk of it is good because they're incentivized to care. Like they're incentivized to go and do that. Whereas if they were taking 5%, well, yeah, that looks great to me, but now their incentive is a lot less. Um, and, and not that you're selling ads or something, but my point just being yeah. again, like the fact that you're being, that this is your business and this is how you, you know, live and, and, and fund your life, if you will. Um, it incentivizes you to, to deliver the very best service. Whereas again, when you ask your friend to go on a walk for five days in a week and, and on Wednesday they decide that they don't feel like getting out of bed, they don't really have an incentive to to stay with it, you know? Right. Um, Absolutely. So, so yeah, I don't, I think it, it's a, it's a, it's a really good value and it's something that, you know, if you read about, you know, successful people, there's consistent things that a lot of them have and, and having coaches around them and people to hold them accountable that aren't their friends uh, or and again, not that you couldn't be friends with your coach too, but at least in that context, it, it's a thing that you read constantly. Well, you do develop a rapport with them. You do develop <laughs> to a degree of friendship, but there is still that professionalism that's there. But right. you're right; there are many famous people that they completely advocate coaches. Um, you have Oprah Winfrey that does, mm-hmm. Mel Robbins does, Ellen. Um, there's a few others. Um, yeah, lost the top, you know, my brain there, but it just, <laughs> yeah, I'm out of my head here. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Bill Gates, he has a life coach. I mean, right here. If he's one of the most successful men there is out there and he has a life coach. Well, how do you think they got there? They didn't get there. Right. Themselves. They got there by surrounding themselves with people that were willing to help them grow. And that's the thing is, is, you know, um, when you, create this group of people if you'll notice groups of people that you'll elevate 
if you hang around with people that are actually trying to succeed to what you want to be. Okay. So mm-hmm. if, whether it's in business or friends, so, and you'll notice as you start to, and it doesn't mean you're better than anybody. That's, I don't mean to say that. I hope that didn't come across that way. No, but, you know, it's just that you want something more in your life. And say you have these certain goals you want. So you start to hang out with those people that have and are doing the things that you want to do. And you do that because they will encourage you and they will guide you and kind of say, hey, this is what I did. Don't make this mistake. Do this. But if you continue to be around, you know, and hang out, oh, I'm just going to hang out on the weekends and drink my beer and do this and that. Well, you're, not that that's not fun at all. But sure. You're not going to get to your goals because those people, they're happy doing what they're doing. And that's great. That is absolutely great for them. But if that's not what you want, then you got to find the people that will help you elevate and get to that level. And that's where you surround yourself with those types of people that are wanting kind of on the same journey and the same path. I mean, it's a different, but same concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that entirely. Um, I've got a, a, a friend of mine who um, kind of struck out on his own a few years ago to, to start a business and... Um, once he joined a, a, a group that meets monthly, that, that's all people that are all trying to be in that kind of same space. And they're not really competing with each other directly. It's, it's kind of an investment type of thing. Um, like but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's real estate investing. So okay. the, the group that he joined is a club of, of real estate investors. Nice. Um, and he was doing that on his own for, for a long time. But once, once he found that that group, I mean, it, he his success just skyrocketed, and I mean, he's you know one entrepreneur of the year and and one of the groups that he's involved with last year, and and has won other awards, and and it's you know, and he says that it, it's so funny to him because he always you know he had, he had done a ton of work on his own and, and really tried to prepare for all of it and and was prepared, but really the thing that pushed that put moved the needle finally was actually just developing those relationships and, 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 and being around people who exactly what you're saying, want those same things. And it's not like he doesn't still have his friends that hang out and drink beer on the weekends or something. It's not that you cut everyone out of your life or something. It's just, he now allots time to make sure that he's with the other people that want to accomplish those same business goals that he does to help him with that. Um, and yeah, he's, I mean, he's on, on a, a whole new path now since then. So I mean, there's things that I don't think I would have considered doing, like for the show, for one, to be honest with you, uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for my coach, because I would have been like, Are you sure, you know, I, I don't know, you know, are people going to think I'm weird? Okay, people that know me know I'm weird, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a fun weird, damn it. Uh, That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, you know, it's, but people that know me also know, she's like, Stacey, she's, you care, you're sincere, you know, you 
you're funny, you do all these things, and that's what's going to draw people to you. You need to let people see that. And, you know, I even talked to my coach before our call, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she's like, you've got this, it'll be fine. You know, just that little pep talk, because, you know, I had my own little palms that were sweating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so I started saying, you know, what if I say something stupid? She goes, so what? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I think, yeah, that's that's interesting. I um, I, I think that, I mean, that's, you know, obviously, like I said, I've known you for, for several years now, and um, and I think that, that I think that's why you and I had a connection almost right away is, is because you're a very genuine person and, and I gravitate towards that. Um, and just right away we, we kind of clicked and, and started giggling and, <laughs> you know, being <laughs> we don't do that. or whatever. Um, well, but yeah, you. no, but I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really glad that you have come on in art and we are having this conversation because, you know, again, I think there's a lot of, of stigmas associated with this kind of stuff that, that really, you know, needs to be dispelled, you know? So for example, and this is just one small activity that I've been doing recently, but for the last, I don't know, six to eight weeks, I don't know exactly when I started, but I really started being consistent about every day doing daily affirmation statements. Oh, awesome. um, And uh, yet again, something that I used to be like, eh, you know, why would I do that? That's silly. And and what I've actually found is that it's the it's the opposite of silly. It's actually maybe the most powerful thing that I've ever that I've ever really done like this, um, because it's it, it it's helping me to to basically change my perception of myself and what is possible and 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 just what my reality is. And, and it really is helping me build confidence. But that being said, that's not the only thing that I'm doing. You know, I'm also meditating and reading and exercising and, you know, there's, there's other things involved with it. So it's not that affirmations on their own are the only thing that I need to, to help me, but it's a tool that, that certainly is helping. Absolutely. Uh, and, and so I just think that, you know, the, the, all of the the stuff that you're talking about and the, the service that you're providing through your coaching business are all absolutely just, you know, in that same kind of category and obviously much broader than, than just simply affirmations. But, but yeah, the, the stigma with it um, is unfortunate because people are shutting themselves off to answers that are, that are actually readily available. Um, well, some of them are so simple answers. I mean, to be honest, I mean, even if you yeah. don't have a coach, there's simple things you can start doing now just to help your mindset. I recently spoke at the, I had to do a presentation for the um, women's equality campaign for women at JJ. And I spoke about self-care. And the reason I did that is because people think, oh, well, you know, I have to go spend the weekend at a spa. I don't have that kind of money or that kind of time. I got to run the kids here and there. You know, they come up with all these reasons not to do things. And one of the questions I ask them is, is, are you important to your family? Are you important to your friends? Mm -hmm. Are you important to yourself? I'm straight. I care about myself. So why don't right. I take better care of myself? You know, I take better care of my dog than I do myself. <laughs> you know, right. Why is yeah. that? So self-care can be simple. We overcomplicate. And just, you know, quick tips that I gave them is like, okay, before you get out of bed in the morning, first thing, before your feet hit the floor, take just a few deep breaths and just, you know, say three things you're grateful for. 
first thing in the morning. Just great. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad I'm on this side of the dirt today, you know, or just <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, you don't have to even, it don't have to be profound. Like something yes. bolt lightning came down through your head and just made it, you know, magnificent. It can be simple. It can be, you know, I'm glad I get to work from home today, or I'm glad I'm going to, oh, I can smell the coffee. I'm so grateful for coffee. You know, mm-hmm. it can be simple and then get up and do your normal routine and, it's that simple. I mean, for me, every day when I get up, I get up about an hour and a half earlier than I have to before I have to do my day job. And I I do my grateful, you know, recitations. What, what am I grateful for today? And I've actually started a new habit. I've started doing self-hypnosis first thing in the morning as well. Mm. Uh, and I'll touch on that in a second. But I... Um, you know, I get up and I do my normal, you know, hygiene thing, go grab my coffee. I grab my journal and I go straight to the front porch. I do not look at my phone other than to turn off the alarm for the first 30 minutes of the day because it will just steal your day from you. Um, right. If you want, uh, Mel Robbins actually has a video on how to win the day. And that's one of the things that she talks about. But so I take my journal, I go to the front porch and I watch the sun come up and I just Whatever I feel like writing that day, it may be profound. It may not, you know, it just, whatever my thoughts are, it could be, okay, this is, I'm feeling frantic this morning. So I'm going to write down everything I think I have to get done today. And then I look at the top three things that are truly must have to be, you know, mm-hmm. and that way it's out of my brain and I don't have to stress about it no more. And I can just sit there and enjoy my coffee. And what I found is when I'm ready to start my work for the day, I start with a better attitude. I'm grateful to come in here and go to work. I am, I'm more positive about my work or about my day in general. And I feel like I provide better quality service to everybody I interact with because I chose to have a quiet routine. And those that don't have the ability to have a full 30 minutes, take 10 minutes. Just take your coffee, go sit on the porch, go sit somewhere quiet before the kids get up, before the spouse or partner gets up, whatever, just take 10 minutes to yourself to just think about, okay, what am I grateful for today? Or do your affirmations. You know, you know, I'm a confident person or, you know, my affirmations that I do every day is I am happy. I am healthy. I am grateful. I am fit and I am wealthy. That one's really important. Uh, So, but I do this every day to remind myself, okay, I have goals. I have plans. I have, I want to start my day on the right tone because as everybody knows, as soon as you turn on the TV and listen to the news or the radio, or you look at your Facebook news feed, it's, I'm sorry, it's crap, right. <laughs> it's crap everywhere. So why start your day with that? It's right. already going to, you know, hijack your day later, but give yourself the first five to 30 minutes of the day for you. And that's, yeah. that's some simply, and it costs you nothing, absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. I, um, I shared about it on a, another episode a few weeks ago, but there's a, a book that I read called the miracle morning. Mm. And it's this guy who, you know, basically, um, kind of looked at a lot of different, you know, best practice kind of routines that, that different people had, and then kind of tried to combine them into to one, one routine, um, and and so what he had he has six things and he suggests doing each of the things for ten minutes a day, uh, so a total of an hour. 
But to your exact point, he, he also very explicitly says, if you don't have an hour, then do all six things for one minute, you know, and take six minutes. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be a full hour, but it's, it's doing the, uh, meditation um, or, or prayer. It doesn't have to be meditation, meditation, prayer. Basically he, he actually refers to it as just a period of silence where you just kind of sit in silence and just, and just reflect. You know, yeah. Um, and then affirmations, uh, visualizations, um, reading, exercising, and then journaling. Um, and so I've really found that by trying to, to stick to the routine, which I've been a lot better about here in these last several weeks, um, I, I just feel a lot, a lot better. Like when I get that, when I get through those, those six activities and to be clear, I don't always do all of them right in a row. Um, sometimes I'll do a couple in the morning and then maybe a couple at lunch break or something and a couple after work or just however, you know, each day is different. Um, but when I get those six things knocked out, I just feel a sense of it, it actually kind of helps me quell <laughs> the anxiety that, that's there because it's like I've I know that I've done multiple things to try and help myself change my perception for the better and understand things in a, in a better way. And so it's like even if there's a little anxiety, it's like I feel like I'm putting that work in to be better prepared to overcome whatever challenges may come. Um, and I'm glad you're not think- putting the pressure on yourself to do all six at once. And I say it because most people, they're after a while, they think, oh, I'm going to journal today. No, it just, mm-hmm. because you didn't do it first thing anymore. It's not going to be, or crap, I'm going to do it right before I go to bed. If you miss a day, it's okay. This is yeah. here to help you develop. Right. It doesn't matter if you miss a day. It's okay. It's not meant to be the pressure you're into something. Right. Yeah. And well, and you know, something that you were speaking about that I, I, I really like with, with journaling that you were kind of talking about your morning routine where you're writing out your thoughts and things and how you kind of get it out. And that, that's something that I think people uh, kind of undervalue in, in writing. You know, the journal doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to start Dear Diary and it doesn't have to be some super introspective thing. Like you said, it can be tasks that you, you know, you need to accomplish for the day. But but the really great thing about writing is that whenever you're thinking about something, you know, just like we've been talking throughout the whole conversation about patterns and, and loops, whenever you think something, it's really easy to, to just think the same thing over and over again. And if that thing is a negative thing, then that can lead to anxiety pretty quickly. Um, but when you write something, and again, you know, I'm speaking from my personal experience, whenever I write something down, I find that it actually helps me kind of move past it. I mean, not that it's overcome yeah, or that you I don't get it out of your system. Yeah. Well, it's like, because I can think something a hundred times in a row, I'm not going to write the same sentence like Bart Simpson on the chalkboard, you know, a hundred <laughs> times in a row. Right. Um, and so it almost kind of forces your brain to like, you get it out and then it's like, okay, well then what's next? Because you're not going to write the same thing over and over again. So then it almost forces you to kind of, work towards some sort of conclusion and, and maybe conclusion isn't the right word, but some sort of progress. Um, and yeah, I just, I think it's a really, really valuable thing that, that anyone can do. And it, you know, for me, I was turned off by journaling for a long time because I thought I had to go buy a little notebook and, and write with a pen. And and I frankly don't like writing <laughs> with, with a pen. Uh, my handwriting is horrible. It's slow. Uh, it's not easy to read later. Uh, and so I do an online journal on on my computer and I type it out and I feel 
much more comfortable with that arrangement. And that works for me, you know, and it, it doesn't, not everyone has to do that, of course, it's each their own. But um, I guess just what you were saying about how people think that it's this like pressure thing and it's like, it doesn't have to be no. a certain way. And you know? it don't even have to be eloquent. It don't have to no. it be random sentences. Something popped yeah. in your head, write it down. Yeah. Oh, I'm having a good day. This coffee smells fabulous. Just mm. whatever pops in your head. Or just sit there with the pen and paper in your lap while you just don't think or do anything. Just sit there for a minute. Mm-hmm. And just, because then you'll start to realize you have this inner dialogue that creates itself. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and something else I found, you know, with the affirmations, like I was talking about, that that, that a, a buddy of mine helped me to kind of understand, you know, when I was doing affirmations, a, a lot of the the affirmations I was doing was like things that I aspire to. So like, I, I want to lose weight or I want to be wealthy or whatever. And he was like, you know, really when you, when you do those, what you really want to do is, is just already be in in the place where that's already true. And I was like, well, well that feels disingenuous because, you know, I haven't lost the weight that I wanted to yet, or I haven't, you know, succeeded or, or accomplished whatever it is that I'm, you know, setting aspiring to. And he was like, yeah, but, but, but there's this, this kind of philosophy of be, do, have, where to have something that you want, you have to do a thing to get that. But really before all of that, you have to be that person first because by being that person that will enable you to do the thing, to have the thing that you want. And, and so when I changed that, you know, like, so for now, for example, I I changed from saying I want to lose weight or I I have a target weight that I'm trying to hit to now I'm doing affirmations where I'm saying that I'm so proud of myself for being below my target weight, even though I'm not yet. Um, And the thing is, you have a good point there where it says it's too, it's disingenuine there. Mm-hmm. So you find what you just did that would resonate with you. You wouldn't feel like you were lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. And like one of the, um, I've been doing it. Like I said, I've been doing a self-hypnosis. And what I've been doing is for weight loss. And one of the, and they call them hypno affirmations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, one of them is every day in every way, I am eating foods that nourish my body. Every mm-hmm. day in every way. And then, it's because now I'm doing these things. I'm taking care of myself. I am every day in every way I'm working to be healthier and happier, you know, or I'm, you're, you're so you're, you don't have to be just that, but because you're putting that positive spin on it, that you are taking actionable steps towards that goal. That's going mm-hmm. to happen. And you're, cause you're doing it now, then it's actually happening. Yeah, well, and, and something that I didn't realize until I'd had that conversation with my with my buddy was that in whenever you whenever you project or you know I'll say I whenever I was projecting my affirmations to be something in the future, what I'm what I'm implicitly doing is I'm also reinforcing that it's not true now. Absolutely. So even though in my head I didn't think it was a negative statement because I'm not saying I'm not saying something bad about myself, I'm not being mean to myself but I'm implying that it's not true today and that it it might be true later. And by instead changing it to something that's true now and today. um, Yeah. I don't know. I've just found a tremendous, a tremendous power in that it's helped me be, have, have a discipline and a consistency in 
different things that I want to do that I frankly just haven't had in the past. And it's come so much easier than it did before. I mean, it used to be if I tried to be consistent about, you know, eating well or going and, and exercising or, or even just journaling and doing my affirmations. Um, it, it, it was, I, I was falling off the wagon pretty quick, you know, and probably wouldn't even make it, you know, two full weeks. Um, and now I'm doing these things consistently and I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not sweating it at all, you know? And again, not that I'm not that I'm at the mountaintop or something already. And I don't, I don't mean that, but just simply like, it's just been really amazing to me, the power that those affirmations have once I, I, I learned that little tick to it where it's like, no, make it true today. Right. And, and the thing about it being disingenuous, the, that premise is disingenuous because the truth that I think that people don't consider often enough is that when you sit and tell yourself that, that things aren't going to work out or that things are scary or that things are too hard, those are, are just disingenuous statements. And, and again, I don't mean to apply that broadly to every situation. Certainly there are really challenging things out there, but, but my point just being that often we do have the strength to, to find a way and to overcome. And so by, by doing negative affirmations, which is what that effectively is when you constantly tell yourself that it, it, it's too much, um, those are also false. And so it's like, well, <laughs> you're already willing to say something to yourself that wasn't actually accurate. So right. you may as well go for it in a positive direction. Um, well, it just goes to show you how powerful words are. Yeah. I mean, we've heard that your entire life, you know, don't say things that are mean because, you know, words are powerful. They're very powerful. And mm -hmm. the brain doesn't know the difference between a positive or a negative. It just knows it is. Just like you say you want to be out of debt well you say i want to be or i am financially free instead of you know i want to be debt free you say i'm financially free. right it puts that positive spin on it versus the negative otherwise what you're doing is you're pushing it away and then all you're doing is focusing on debt not financial right. freedom Like I said, the for me, you know, the journaling is a huge thing and, and the affirmations have just been such a huge thing. I mean, you said, you know, at the beginning that, that you really um, work with people on, on one of the things you work with people on is helping them build confidence. And, and that's really what I found the affirmations have done for me is they've really helped me build a confidence in my ability to accomplish whatever it is that I'm, I'm working toward. Um, and that's great. Yeah. And, and again, I don't mean that as a self-congratulatory statement at all, as much as just. No, not at all. I, I mean, it, it's like you can be confident in one area and not in others. 
I mean, right. that's just it. You know, you, you mean like you're confident on your show, but are you confident if you were live with people? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I imagine you probably would be knowing you. <laughs> you know, it depends it depends but yeah so, I mean, like no. okay, like for me example i would not be as confident you know i did my presentation when i had to give my speech to the the women you know i did it over the internet it was so nobody i wasn't standing in front of people but mm-hmm. oddly enough that is a day i got up i did my hair i did my makeup I actually made sure i was dressed as if i was there because that put me in that that yeah. mode, that mindset. Um, but if you put me in front of the rest of them, oh my gosh, I'd be sweating biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because people will, it's actually, I don't know how much of of uh, my ability to to not be embarrassed sometimes is, is confidence as much as it's just that like, I've just been embarrassed a whole bunch of times. So <laughs> <laughs> you just go with it. You know, and that, that's awesome, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I work with people that, you know, have to work on their confidence. Or you know, the other thing you know, I work with them on is identifying who they truly are. Because we do grow up or we become these identities. And women are actually worse about this than men. You know, we're somebody's daughter. And then, you know, say we get married. Well, now we're so-and-so's spouse. And then we have well, in a traditional wedding, you're given away. Yeah, you know, like, like okay, well, who am I? Who is Stacy? What is she really right. about? I'm actually a person that has a soul, and I have these personalities and these quirks, and I'm kind of goofy at times. And I do the most horrible lane invitation of a horrible wedding dance. Uh, you know, <laughs> but I have these things about me that if you don't get past those layers of me being, you know. Rick's wife, Jeffrey's mom, soon to be grandma, by the way. Um, oh, congratulations. Thank you. January. Can't wait. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> You'd be the, the first 25 year old grandma in the history of I so family. love you. Oh my God. I knew love you. I love you so much more right now. <laughs> but, you know, so, you know, but you have to find out who you are as a person. Or, you know, if people may have, even men and women people like, um, whatever you identify as, you know, it, you were told that this is what you're supposed to be. You're going to grow up, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to do this and that. And you find out, okay, my, my something inside me, you can call it your soul, your intuition, your spirit, whatever. It's not resonating with you anymore. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is it that you want? So then we have to figure out who are you? What do you want? What makes you feel alive? What, when you think about that, you just, you know, just burst out of your chair and just like, okay, this is it. This is what right. I want to do. And then, okay, now we've got that figured out. Let's figure out how to get you there. Let's set some actionable steps and get you there. And then when you start to go through those phases of, oh, God, now I don't know. This is a little harder than I thought. Then I'm there to kick you in the ass. Right. And say, come on, you've got this. You can do this. I'm not just going to be your cheerleader all the time. But, you know, right. I can help you through that. And um, But then sometimes it's deeper issues in that, which is why I am working on that certification that hopefully I'll start seeing clients for in November. So awesome. I'm going to start hypnotherapy. Oh, wow. Well, that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, the, the thing, you know, to, to touch on something from the very beginning of our conversation where you were talking about the guy who um, had uh, effectively healed himself, you know, of polio with, with his mind. Um, you know, a lot of people are skeptical of, of stuff like that, but. It's scientifically the, proven. The, yeah. The truth is, is that there are people who, who have those who have those stories where a medical professional said, Oh, well, you know, we're going to have to do this surgery. 
and then they didn't want a surgery. And so they went a different way and, and to what would be referred to as like a holistic method or whatever. And, and 20 years later, they still, they still have their, their body intact and they didn't have that surgery. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I actually watched like, a video of a lady receiving oral surgery. She was getting implants, had her teeth extracted and put in mm-hmm. completely under hypnosis. Wow. That's been like in the last 20, 30 years. I don't mean to discredit our conversation. I'm definitely still going to ask to be put under if I have my teeth. Well, and, and I, I'll be honest with you. I'm still like, I'm like you know what? You are a brave sweetheart. And I know this is something I'm advocating for people. Um, I still want that anesthesia myself. Right. But, you know, I, <laughs> but that's for myself. But, yeah. See, I mean, I, there's so much I am learning about this. And, and part of the reason I did decide to go ahead and work on the certifications because I think it goes hand in hand with the coaching. Because mm-hmm. I think that kind of dives in deeper in the areas where some of the milder techniques of coaching can't go. And mm-hmm. then you can actually use the hypnotherapy along with if somebody needs to continue to see their psychologist or their medical professional. And they can work so well together to flush out some of those issues. Um, I mean, it, it can be used from anything uh, from PTSD. Uh, obviously, I don't plan on I don't really want to do help anybody with their surgery, to be honest with you. But it can also right. be helped with uh <laughs> I don't want to watch it. That's why. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I'm, but they, uh, it helps women prepare for childbirth. So it don't have to be as stressful and they can right. actually have an easier childbirth. Like I said, PTSD, anxiety, um, smoking cessation. It can yeah. help with, you know, weight loss because it dives into those inner dialogues that maybe we haven't dug into, you know, cause we tried it in our, Today's society, we try to go, okay, well, it's calories, calories out. That's simple. Well, no, there's chemistry involved too. There's hormones. There's all these other things. And there could be something in the subconscious, you know, like your inner fat girl here that's trying to protect you because, you know, our brain is built to protect us. So it tells us these things, whether it's why we're not losing weight or why we don't stop smoking. Well, you know, that we're kind of used to this. You know, what, what happens if you? Quit. You know, what's right. going to happen to you? Or you do want to go out on this entrepreneurial, you know, journey. So your brain can even do that to you. And it comes from the subconscious. Well, then let's dive into that and figure out why it's there. And so like I said it kind of picks up where it goes a little deeper from what the coaching can even do. And I'm like, this is such a great mechanism or tool. I mm-hmm. call it the tool belt to help yeah. people in a more dynamic way and, and honestly in a more permanent way, you know, cause we can kind of backslide, you know, cause we're like, Oh man, I, I just beat ourselves up in other areas because, well, we fell that one time and we didn't follow through on this action our coach gave us. And so this kind of actually said it, it takes it to that next level. And if I can do that, honestly, if I can make it to where, you know, they say the average, um, See, what is it? The average, you need about six sessions. Some people can be done in one, honestly. Uh, but oh, wow. Six to 12 sessions, depending on what the issue is, um, then you you're pretty much can move on from that issue. And if I can make it to where my clients don't need me and that their life's fully fulfilled, then that makes me all the more happier. Right. You know, because that means right. they're having an excellent life because they no longer need me. 
Right. Yeah. It's the goal, you know, that is the um, goal. You know, so I'm not going to keep you here just because I want you to keep filling my pockets. My really, my I, honestly, I like to get paid, but I also, I genuinely want you to have this fantastic, beautiful life, whatever that looks right. like for you. Not what I think it should look like, what you want it to look like. Yeah. Something you just said, I think is, is something that I really um, kind of encountered and dealt with in, in these last several months and, and really faced for the first time, which is that I have a, a long track record of starting on a path and then, um, and we'll, we'll say weight loss. That's something that's been a huge thing for me, no pun intended, um, <laughs> for, <laughs> for most of my adult life. And I'm with you. And, uh, and yeah, and, and it would be like, you know, I, and I talked about this on, on a few episodes ago, but it would be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start eating better. And then three days in some part of my brain shows up with brochures and pamphlets about why I should go get some donuts, you know? And, and so I do. And then maybe even immediately after that, I feel really guilty about it. And that guilt to exactly what you're talking about, because you, you want to protect yourself. So in order to avoid feeling that way, I stop doing whatever new thing I was going to do. Cause if I'm not pursuing it, then I can't fail at it. Right. Right. And, and then just am just feel horrible and feel like I'm this, this loser that can't accomplish stuff. And and what I really had to, to deal with was I had to just face that. And I had to learn to really kind of forgive myself and just be like, look, <laughs> sometimes you're going to slip And some, you know, I think that the way I always felt about it was when people talk about, Oh, you'll make a, you'll make a mistake or you won't do, do the thing you were supposed to. I always thought it would be because something external prevented you from it. But in my case, a lot of the times, if I don't do whatever it is that I thought I was going to do or set out to do, it's not because, you know, I got hit by a car that day. It's because I consciously chose to do the wrong thing. And, and it's like, I have to face that and understand that, that, that doesn't mean that I have to quit and it doesn't mean that I'm a failure and it doesn't mean that I'm a loser. And I, I can get back, you know, the cliche, get back on the horse or whatever, but it's like, I have to, to actually face that and deal with it as opposed to trying to, to hide from it. Um, so that's awesome. It sounds like the hypnosis stuff really kind of helps, you know, helps with that process. Yeah, It helps you keep uh, from getting stuck in that cycle. Let me give you a statistic here. There was a study done, and it's in the American Health Magazine reported it. And um, I don't don't remember the date for the study, but psychoanalysis, so with a psychologist, created a 38% recovery after 600 sessions. 600 sessions. Wow. That's that's two years. That's if you went every day. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Behavioral therapy created a 72% recovery after 22 sessions. That's not too bad. A couple of years, yeah. you went once a month. You could right. get through with behavioral therapy. Hypnotherapy created an extraordinary 93% recovery after six sessions. Six. Hmm. So That's... if you went once a week, six weeks, or you went once a month. So in six months, on average, you could have a 93% recovery of Moving past those old habits. Or yeah, that's that's or tremendous. Or whatever it is that you're wanting to work on. Um, get over your fear of flying. Um, 
And if you do deal with PTSD, and that, that PTSD can be from anybody, most people think it's just military. It's not. You have your, you know, your fire department, your emergency room personnel, but then you also have people that had trauma, you know, in their right. life at some point. They suffer from PTSD. But now, say if you take hypnotherapy with a six session, 93% recovery rate, and combine that with medical professionals, I mean, you have like a seriously win-win situation there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, you know, I just, I think last week on, on my podcast, I, I had my sister on and we talked about um, my dad who passed away when I was 20. So back in 2004, and we kind of talked about how we dealt with that. And and she actually went and saw a counselor and, and that actually helped her a lot. Um, and now it wasn't hypnosis, I don't believe, but, but just simply seeking, seeking help from, from someone else who, who's there for that purpose. Um, and I, I wish that's something that I would have done. You know, I, I just didn't, didn't understand or didn't think about it at that age, but, um, Right. I think that it's, and there's just, I there's think, too many people get too worried about it. They're like, okay, yeah. what am I going to expect? Are they going to like really get in my head here? You know? Right. And that's from therapists, you know, whether you see a therapist, psychologist or hypnotherapist, you know, you know, there's so many misnomers out there at what any of it is about. There, there should not mm-hmm. be a stigma around any of it because people that need help aren't getting it because they're worried about what if somebody does in therapy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, you know, it, it's, um, it's just, I think that the, uh, a problem that it faces and, and, you know, certainly this is not my original thought. This is, you know, said all the time, I think, but the the problem with, with emotional and, and mental issues that, that people have and I'm, issues isn't really the right word, but whatever pr- difficulties that they're having is that you can't see it, you know, but if, if, if I walked into the office and I see you on crutches, well then, I'm probably just going to hold the door for you and well, I'm probably going to that I have a problem. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. And so it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to acknowledge that because it's very, it's very clear. But if you're, if you're anxious or you're depressed, it's just so easy for people to try and dismiss it as like, Oh, you're just trying to, you know, make a big deal out of this. You you're being dramatic or whatever. Stacy, a hormone patch or. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not fair no, it's and not. it's not, it's not helpful. So. No, I think a little uh, understanding, you know, is what's needed. And then I, yeah. I even worry about, you know, I didn't tell my family at first when I you know, started seeing, you know, a hypnotherapist uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, or even a coach. They're like, well, what are you seeing a coach for? Well, you know, dad, you don't have all the answers. I love you to death. But I mean, and I right. thought that I don't go to him for a lot of things. But there's things right. that because like I went back to where what I said earlier is that he's he's too partially invested. Right. Well being. And so I, you know, they're like, well, what are you paying money for that for? Because it has value. You have no idea. I'm no longer taking medication that has side effects to it. Yes. You know, I yes. you know started out with meditation and now I'm doing hypnotherapy, which uh, my teacher loves she her definition of hypnotherapy is it's meditation with a goal because mm. you're basically you're meditating, but we have an agenda and a goal that we're going to meet at the end of this. I love that's her interesting. Of it. So yeah. by doing those things, I'm more free with my life because I chose to move past the stigma that's around it. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think that's awesome. I mean, I think it's awesome that you've sought the 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 help and sought these different avenues to try and, and improve your own, you know, existence. Uh, and then also that obviously that you're then turning around and, and trying to offer that out to other people as well um, and help, help other people. And like you said, I mean, the satisfaction of just helping one person um, is, is, is pretty significant. It is. Um, I mean, cause I'm sitting here thinking, okay, no, this is how good I feel. You know, I'd say 90% of the time I feel pretty darn awesome. It still doesn't mean that I don't have bad days. Ninety percent of the time, my life is pretty pretty good, and I'm right. happy with my life. I look forward to it, and I'm thinking, why does this feel like such a big secret? Everybody needs to know about this. Everybody right. needs to be doing this. <laughs> why are people yeah. not doing this? It's so simple, and and that's just it. Sometimes the simplest things are the hardest to do because we can't wrap our minds around it. Can it really be that simple? Are you just selling me, you know, the Jack's beanstalk here. Are you selling me the beans here? No, right. it really is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, for, you know, like I was talking about earlier for me, the, the affirmations has, has been such a huge part of uh, a huge thing for me that I've seen the power in that I didn't before. And, and that's, you know, that, that's why I think this stuff is interesting to talk about. And that's why I want to have it. That's why I wanted to have you on my show to, to, to discuss this stuff, because again, you know, it's not, it's not to try and push an agenda or something as much as it's just to say that I just think that people are overly skeptical about things. And, and is there some, you know, some quote unquote woo woo stuff out there that, that doesn't add up? Absolutely. But that's true of all things. And, and just because there are certain people or certain, you know, um, programs, whatever you want to call it, that maybe don't add up, doesn't mean that, that that's everything, you know, it doesn't mean that there's not an answer and that, that there aren't really, again, like you said, even scientifically backed methods for, for doing things and for getting better or for feeling better or for, you know, achieving your goals. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, like I said, I, that's the reason I have, you know, I've been trying to do more on my Instagram and then I, of course I have a personal Facebook page and then I have a private group on Facebook uh, called Living Out Loud with Stacy J, where I awesome. try to have you know where people can have conversations um, about these types of things among other groups. Doesn't mean I got to be the one answering everything, but if they want to have conversations, have the conversations with people that are asking the same questions. And right, you know, and I don't believe I'm the perfect coach for every person. You know, I can my personality can be a little hard to take sometimes, and <laughs> I understand that, but. It, you, but when you find that person that you mix with, I know lots of other coaches. I am happy to send you to them because if I can get you on that path, get to where you want to go, by golly, I'll do it for you in a heartbeat. Right. Well, so, yeah. So, so to kind of bring it back to, to, you know, your business and, and what you're offering, do you, do you, you know, obviously we're located in, in Missouri, um, but are you able to work with clients from from anywhere or do they need to be local or, or how does that work? everything online. Uh, we usually chat either over Facebook Messenger or over Zoom is where I usually chat. Uh, okay. If they have a package with me, they have unlimited access with me through Boxer. They can message me anytime they want. Um, so I keep in touch with my clients because I'll have them, they'll message me and be like, okay, I've got this going on today. And, you know, it's, even though it's not our, our weekly session, you know, I want them to know I'm here for them. Uh, but I've right. got clients in Canada, Florida, you know, oh, awesome. so all over. Um, 
I was going to have a client in Ireland, but really that time difference is a big thing, kind of hard to work with. And we finally said, let's find somebody in your local area. <laughs> right. <laughs> or at least, yeah, in that, that hemisphere. Right. But yeah, I said, well, yeah, I work with people anywhere. Like my coach is in Canada. Oh, okay. Awesome. So yeah, so you're, so then, yeah, definitely sounds like available to, to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the website is called IamStacy.com. Um, sounds like it's available for anyone. And then you've also got, you just list it off, you know, Facebook and Instagram and, and I'll make sure and, and throw those uh, in the show notes um, for, for people to, to have access to those links. Um, Stacy, I, I really appreciate you coming and, and joining me on the show today. Uh, I've, I've had an absolute blast talking with you and I hope we can do it again sometime. Uh, all that being said. Thank you so much. I just, I really appreciate this. Yeah, for sure. Did you have anything else that, that we hadn't covered that you wanted to, to jump into? No, I think we're good. I really appreciate your time. This has been so fun. folks well that is going to do it for today's episode thank you again so much stacy johnson for coming on and, and joining us uh, again stacy's website is iamstacy.com you can find her on instagram at stajo14 and she's also got a facebook facebook.com slash iamstacyj uh, i'll have all those links in the show notes for you there as well uh, again really appreciate you guys tuning in have a great week <laughs> <laughs>